0: Women Taking the Lead, episode
1: 89. It's all about the results. So if you know that you can deliver, that you can actually create the results that people want, that's all people care about. That's all men and other women care about are the results. So step up, assume that leadership role, deliver, and things will be great.
0: Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to get the solutions to your top five leadership challenges. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Welcome to the Women Taking the Lead podcast, and I'm your host, Jody Flynn. I'm excited to be bringing you the male perspective today because this podcast isn't just about women helping women. It's my philosophy that it's gonna take both genders working together to promote women to cause change and bring about more appreciation of women as leaders. We can gain a lot of insights from men. So from time to time, I'm bringing on men who work with women around their leadership development. And as our guest today, I'm super excited that we have my friend, John Lee Dumas, who is the founder and host of The Entrepreneur on Fire, a top-ranked business podcast where he interviews today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. He's an Army veteran, a dabbler of professions he felt unfulfilled in his career until he hit upon his mission to inspire and motivate would-be and newbie entrepreneurs to keep going and find success through all the ups and downs of The Entrepreneur Roller coaster. John, that's just a little intro, but tell us more about you and your own work with women.
1: So Jody, I am just a country boy from the state of Maine and I love that connection that we have. And, you know, I just grew up in a a really cool, small Maine town and, you know, it being the holidays right now, I kind of miss that nice white Christmas now and then I'm out in San Diego, but it's all good. But uh, after college, did a little time in the army, like you mentioned, and then tried a bunch of different careers. I tried corporate finance, commercial real estate, I went to law school, hated it all. Like it was just not for me, and and it wasn't a short period of time. Like that was six years, of failure, of mistakes, of just not being fulfilled in what I was doing day to day, and it did all come to a head when I finally did have a little aha moment in Maine, actually for a a seven-day-a-week podcast interviewing today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. So back in September of 2012, I launched EO Fire, Entrepreneur on Fire. And here we are over 1,200 episodes later, over a million listens per month, still having a blast.
0: Oh my God, your story is incredible. And to go back a little bit to what you were saying, don't feel bad about not being in New England right now because we are having a very warm Christmas, so there is no white to be had right now. But it's. But it's all good. Nobody's nobody's complaining. It's just it is what it is. <laughs> all right, John, to start off with, tell us a story about a woman who has impacted you as a leader.
1: Yeah, this is a great story because when I first had the idea for Entrepreneur on Fire, that's all it was. It was just an idea. I had no clue where to start. I had no broadcasting background. Definitely no podcasting background. I had never interviewed anybody before. I was clueless on so many levels when it came to online entrepreneurship. I didn't have a, a Facebook fan page or a Twitter account. I mean, I was literally starting at ground zero. So I did something that I think is so critical on so many levels. I looked and I found somebody who was where I wanted to be. I wanted to be a successful business podcaster. So I went and found a very successful business podcaster, and her name was Jamie Tardy. She's a fellow Mainer as well, so there's some pretty awesome Main connections all around this podcast episode, and I reached out to her via email and said, Jamie, I would love to learn from you. I want to be an apprentice. You've been there. You've done that. You've achieved success. You have great connections, relationships, all the above. How can I add value to you above and beyond just financially? Like, I know that I'm going to be investing in myself with you to be mentored. But listen, I know you get these requests all the time. How can I add value to you, become a mentee, learn from you, and and really just become what I want to become, which is a successful business podcaster? And fortunately for me, like she saw my slight desperation in the email and got back to me and we met at a Starbucks um, up in Auburn and had a great coffee and enjoyed our talk and we immediately knew that we uh, we connected on a pretty cool level. So she took me on as a mentee and it was the start of Entrepreneur on Fire. So I went to a female who was crushing it in the industry and basically had in hands and she molded me into what I become today.
0: Yeah, she is amazing. So for those who who don't know Jamie, she has the Eventual Millionaire podcast. And I had an opportunity to meet her as well. And she is all about helping people to find their dreams through starting their own business. And I love her, like her hustlers club. And I totally get that, the connection. Like she's all about helping people. Like if you want to do it and you're willing to put in the work. And she's all about that. Like you got to do the work. Mm Like you can, you can do this. So what a great, what a great story. And I'll definitely have the links to her podcast in this episode. What's up with all Uh, these
1: people leaving Maine? I mean, I go to San Diego, she goes to Texas. Jody, what's happening?
0: I know. And right now I'm in Massachusetts. <laughs> what the heck is happening? I know. But you know what's really funny? Everybody who leaves Maine always says, but I want to go back.
1: <laughs> it's so true.
0: I would like to go back. It's one of those things. You can't stay in Maine. You got to travel the world. But there's something about Maine that keeps pulling people back to it. It is. So. Like I
1: just actually was looking at my Instagram yesterday and it was the old port. I follow the old port Instagram. Uh-huh. And there was like nine um, fire trucks lined up down Exchange Street. Uh, who, I was somewhere kind of maybe smoke scare. I don't know what it was, but I was just like, I was just like ignoring the fire trucks. I'm like, Oh, the old port. I miss it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Glaring fire trucks in the picture, but that's not what you see. You see the pretty buildings yes. and the skyline behind it. Oh, too funny. <laughs> Great place. Well, you can always come and visit. Yes. So, and John, you, we're friends. So I want, I want your honest opinion here. What is something that you see in women that holds them back?
1: You know, a lot of it, I think, is is in themselves, to be honest with you. And, and that's not across the board. That's not a generalization because I see a ton of powerful, amazing women like yourself, like Jamie, like so many others that I've interacted with. I mean, now I'm friends out here with Amy Porterfield, and I see what Danielle Laporte and Marie Forleo are doing in this space. I mean, so awesome to see what happens when… They step up and they they assume the role of leadership. But, you know, I just see a lot of deferring in this world. And I saw it in the military firsthand. You know, when I was an officer in the army for four years, I saw a lot of females that would kind of shy away from command. And and I would always kind of wonder why and just say, okay, I guess, you know, that's just kind of the thing. But there's no reason for it. I mean, I would have respected any female that would have stepped up and assumed command as much as I respected any guy. You know, I respected the results not the actual action of stepping up. And so I think what females really need to realize that, you know, again, and those are the ones that are not stepping up and taking these roles is that it's it's all about the results. So if you know that you can deliver, that you can actually create the results that people want, that's all they that's all people care about. That's all men and other women care about are the results. So step up, assume that leadership role, deliver and things will be great.
0: Yeah. And and what I'm hearing and you're saying, because from, you know, from my perspective, too, I think we we share this. I do also see a lot of women holding themselves back. And what I see and what I hear them saying is a lot of I don't want to hurt any relationships I have or I don't want to be seen in a bad light. Like if I like step up and kind of take charge, then people will label me, you know, a witch. Yeah. You know, that's sort of thing. But what you're saying is people are actually kind of waiting for women to step up and they're eager for that to happen. And they would actually rather see them step up and create those results than have them just sitting back going, oh, no, 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 that's not me.
1: You know what I think is a phenomenal, phenomenal video that sums up a lot of what we're talking about so well. It actually gives me chills. Like when I saw the video, I got chills and I can only imagine, you know, what this video slash commercial did for, for women that have dealt with this. But it was so powerful, Jody, and and what it was was it was this about twenty, maybe twenty five year olds, you know, young woman, a young adult, and she gets invited up up on, you know, she's she's obviously auditioning for a commercial, like that's what this whole commercial is about. She's auditioning for a commercial, and she gets up on stage, and they they put her on it a, on a, like a little treadmill, and they say, okay, now. Um, you know, bark like a dog, and or something like me- meow like a cat, and she did that. And then they go, okay, now run like a girl, and this girl just starts doing this little like kind of fairy running, you know, like throwing the hands up and just kind of like doing like the da 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 like this kind of thing. And 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 they were just like, okay, good, good, okay, you're you're done, you know, step off to the side. And then they brought up like a seven year old girl. And they got her up there. They said, you know, bark like a dog, meow like a cat. And they said, okay, run like a girl. And this girl just starts running, pumping her Mm fists. She's gritting her teeth. She's like, yeah. And the 25-year-old girl, woman to the right, like they pan over to her because, you know, this is all very staged commercial, even though it's like a reality. She starts crying because she's like, what was I doing? Like, why did I Mm -hmm. think running like a girl meant, you know, flailing my hands in the air and looking all just like dainty and stuff? Like, why did I think that? And I mean, and again, this is a 25 year old you know, this isn't like a 45 year old or a 75 year old woman that might have lived through some pretty serious, you know, repression throughout the years, you know, before, you know, we've come a long ways and all this stuff. And, and she's still, she's a young generation and she was still having this honor. So I think that there's still this cloud that hangs over. A lot of girls that become women, even today, and they say, Hey, like there's a a different kind of of perception that I'm expected to perform. And this girl ended up sobbing. And they would they asked her afterwards, they were just like, Like, why did you run like that? She's like, I don't know. I'll never run like that again. Like, da-da-da. It was such a moving commercial, and it was like a Nike commercial because the Nike's like, you know, hey, run like a girl. And then they go back to that seven-year-old who's just like ripping it, you know, Like, (laughs) like Jackie Joyner Kersey style. And it was just like, yeah. why wasn't that just like that in the first place? Or why didn't that 25-year-old either take offense to that comment or actually run like, you know, she would normally run, like, all out? So I think that's just a really interesting kind of take. And that commercial, I think, says a lot.
0: Yeah, Nike has had some incredibly run-like-a-girl powerful Commercials lately. I'm gonna find that one. I'm gonna put it in the show notes. But that that resonates for me. I haven't seen that commercial, but you know, as my family's starting to gather, I have my 12 um, year old niece Sophia, who's in from Texas, and my 8 year old niece Danya. She lives in Massachusetts, um, and I normally get to spend more time with Danya, obviously, because she's in New England. Um, you know, but I'm always very curious, like when they say when they're starting to hesitate, right? Because that's what scares me yeah. around these these ages. This is when they start to hesitate. And whenever I hear them say, I can't do that, I'm like, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, you can. <laughs> uh. We're, like just trying to like nip that in the bud because they get so many messages from so many different places about what it is to be a girl. And largely what they don't realize is it's what you decide. You know, and but there's so much pressure to conform and to get you know and, and they're told like to get attention from boys, you got to act this way, and the more I talk to men and actually young men too the the sense I'm getting it, they're like that's not what I'm looking for, <laughs> you know and it's like well where who's who's making this up? Where are these messages come from? so you know there is some work in. You know, identifying what are the messages that we're taking in that form our mental mindsets and debunking them. Totally. Totally. Oh, John, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and John, you've mentored a lot of women. You have some pretty large communities of, you know, not just women who are entrepreneurs, just women who are trying to like, you know, hone themselves as professionals and and somewhat entrepreneurs, but there's podcasters and people who do webinars and all sorts of businesses. It's, it's crazy, you know, the amount of people who you, you influence and who influence you as well. So what I'm curious about is what have you learned from the women you've mentored?
1: One thing that I learned that is so important that I've actually implemented even more so into my business is the importance of finding your true voice as an entrepreneur. And it just seemed to me like the women that I mentored were able to find their own voices so much faster than the guys. Like for the guys, it just seemed like they, it was much more of like a mimicking. Like they were just, I'm like, hey, you're setting a lot like this person or that person. And hey, it's okay to stand upon the shoulders of giants and learn from those who have come before us. But is that your personality or is that somebody else's personality? And, you know, of course, women struggle with this as well. I mean, it's a human trait. You know, that's why we talk and walk because we, you know, we're just a mimicking culture for sure. But it just seemed like women just got there so much faster, just finding their voice, finding their own personality and ways to bring that out. Like when I'm talking to you now, Jody. I mean, it's it's obvious that I'm talking to Jody Flynn, like my friend from Maine, not, you know, somebody else. And, you know, for me... I look back and listen to the first many episodes of EO Fire, and I'm like, man, that's not me. Like, that's not my personality. <laughs> like, that's not JLD. Like, like Jody. like, if you were being honest, like, you'd say, hey, yeah. that's not the guy that I had, you know, 100 breakfasts with, you know, at IHOP, you know, in Maine during BNI, which is a referral networking group. And, and, and I, I took a long time to find my voice. And I feel like guys in general and men, have a larger struggle finding that true voice that they can bring out from within that's them, that's their personality. And I've always been impressed with how much faster I feel like women get there.
0: Mm, that's really that's really interesting because uh, you know we we were talking before how you know there's this tendency to, for women to fashion themselves after what they think other people want but once that those walls come down they, they probably are the first to dive in and be like I'm gonna do this my way
1: exactly <laughs> and I think also you, you need to caveat this a little bit because the women that come to me you know for mentorship you know they're they're very type a they're very strong powerful confident women that are looking to, to create a podcast and dominate the world and I love that so that probably puts them a little ahead of the game as well in that area, but they do those walls come down. They say, Hey, this is what I want to stand for and why let's make that happen. hmm
0: And then I love how you say that. There's nothing wrong with standing on the shoulders of giants because even though you and I didn't have a direct mentor, protege relationship, like you were my mentor. Right. Right. Because I was listening to your podcast right from the get-go. And to be honest with you, John, in those first episodes, I didn't hear you know, what level you were at. Cause I was just like, oh my God, my friend John's got his own podcast. How cool is he? You know, that's all I heard. But when, after you did like 500 episodes, you were encouraging people, go back, go back and listen to my first ones. (laughs) I did. And I was cringing. I was like, oh my God, because you're so natural now and you bring so much energy and natural energy. Like it's not forced. It's just who you are now. Um, And that helped me in my journey too um, with my podcast. Cause with interviews, you know, when you, you know, the type A Right, too. You know, you want to get it right. You want to do it. You know, you get so nervous about the um, technique and all of that that you you are stiff at first. And I and I also found myself after like forty or fifty episodes being like, you know what, this is just a conversation I'm having with another woman the best way for me to get her best stories is to make her feel relaxed. And I need to just be myself, be warm, be encouraging, and then that will come forth. So, you know, that also inspired me listening to your journey to be like, okay, what's my next level as an interviewer? How can I get better at this? How can I be more natural? And I think that made my learning curve a little quicker than yours, honestly, because I was standing on your shoulders. Absolutely. So that was
1: too- and, and I feel the same way. For so many people that I listened to. Like when I listened to the Andrew Warner's and the Davis Edmund garlands like that got me to the point that I got to. So when I pressed play, like I actually had a podcast that wasn't, you know, having people running and screaming for the hills from day one. Like it was, it wasn't great, but it was there and it was good. And it was, you know, the right timing and all these different things. So I definitely agree with all those points for all of those reasons. And We as entrepreneurs, we can stand upon the shoulders of giants, but I think a great theme that we've been developing, Jody, throughout this talk that we've been having today is the importance of saying, hey, like I can take a lot of greatness from what's around me, but it really has to come from within for the main voice, the main message, my own personality, because you have to make that unique mark in the world and nobody can be Jody Flynn. Like nobody else can be John Lee Dumas. Like we are the individual. So make that your strength.
0: Mm. And that's a great segue because I'm curious about a practice that you have that kind of hones you as a leader, makes you a better leader.
1: I will say it really comes down to my morning ritual because I, for the longest time, would just wake up, I'd rush to the computer, dive into my emails, and it would be like from day one, I'm on, uh, from minute one, day one, I'm on somebody else's agenda. And you can't lead when you're on somebody else's agenda. And that was like the whole course of my day. And then finally, when the day would end, I'd have no energy or bandwidth left to really create or to lead. So I finally kind of took a little bit of a inspiration from, you know, every time you jump on an airplane, you know, hey, if the oxygen mass dropped down, like put your own oxygen on first, then help the person next to you. I'm like, I'm not putting on my own oxygen first. Like I'm not giving myself the energy and the space and the the time that I need to become a better person, a better entrepreneur, a better leader, so I can actually do all those things and lead. And so that's when I start implementing my first 90 minutes. The first 90 minutes of every day are me. They are JLD time. That's when I do my power walk, that's when I'm listening to whatever audio I wanna listen to, that's when I'm making my great healthy breakfasts, you know, taking a nice long shower, just doing like things that I need to do to really take care of me so that when I sit down on my computer, Yeah, I'm getting a little bit later of a start in the day, but now I've already taken care of me. I can take care of Fire Nation for the rest of the day in a much better and more cohesive manner. So that's been huge for me and it's something I really recommend.
0: Yeah. Focus on you first. Everyone else will get taken care of later. (laughs) So, all right, John, what's something you have going on in your business right now that you're super excited about?
1: I will say without a doubt, it would be my passion project of 2015, the Freedom Journal. Because, Jody, I was getting a ton of questions over the last three years. People were saying, John, you've now interviewed over 1,200 inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. Like, what is their secret to success? Like, what's that magic bullet? And that question used to kind of frustrate me a little bit, Jody, because I would always say, hey, it's, it's hard work. These guests are hard workers. And it also kind of frustrated me because it's kind of a cop-out answer. And I didn't want to give that kind of a cop-out answer, even though it was true. Like I wanted to give something concrete. So I gave myself some more time, some more space to think about it. And what I came up with was that there is one commonality that every single guest of EO Fire has. And that's that they know how to set and accomplish goals. And those within my audience, Fire Nation, that are struggling, and it's not all of them, but those that are struggling within Fire Nation are struggling with that very thing, setting an accomplishing goals. So I said, how can I set out to fix this? Like, what can I create that will be special? And for me, it was a physical product, and not just any physical product, but I wanted it to be a gorgeous product leather-bound, gold-embossed, and by the way, faux leather, Jody, because I am an animal yeah. lover, a gold-leafed, <laughs> beautiful journal that you could actually be proud of, something that you could be holding in your hands and saying, this is something that I am proud of. But I knew that doing something like that was going to be a huge journey, a huge dedication of of resources, of bandwidth, of finances. Um, but I knew it, was, it would be worth it. So it was something that I worked on all of 2015. You know, now that we sit... You know, at the beginning of 2016, the Freedom Journal is ready. It is complete. The tagline is set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days. And that's exactly what the Freedom Journal will do for you.
0: So cool. A couple of things I want to say on this. I don't know the extent of work you put into this, but I know it was a ton yeah. because when I saw you over the summer, you were knee deep in getting <laughs> this thing rolling and into production, like in the summertime. And there were so many details that you were trying to like nail down and hone and, you know, and, and, and talking with Kate, who is your partner in life and in business yeah. with her about that. Yeah, we love Kate and, <laughs> and, uh, And just what she had going on around it, I was just like, wow, this is a big deal. And what was what I found interesting recently, I think you definitely hit the nail on the head because I just did a post yesterday on my top 10 blog posts of 2015. And I would say 40% of the most popular posts on my website had to do with goal setting and achieving those goals. Right. So, so I've done a ton of posts. It's not like I only did a few and these were the few they had to choose from. Like I've done a lot of different topics, but time and again, people come back to how to set goals, how to, how to take action and finally how to get that result, how to achieve it. So having this journal, and again, as we are like, you know, the, the virtual world becomes bigger and bigger. I find people are craving more and more having something, Physical, something solid in their hands that they can touch every day and write in. Writing's pretty powerful too, to help them get their thoughts organized and see them on their way. So that's pretty awesome. And we'll have a link on the show notes where people can find this. Or is there a link that you can read off right now that people will know where to go? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So thefreedomjournal.com will take you directly to our current Kickstarter campaign. If you're listening to this between January 4th and February 5th, if it's after February 5th, No worries. It'll take you to a killer place where you can learn more about the Freedom Journal and purchase it right from that page. So, thefreedomjournal.com. And Jody, you said something about putting pen to paper, and that is so important. And that's why I wanted to make the Freedom Journal a physical product because it, it just can't get lost in the cloud. You know, it can't get lost just as another browser, as another tab on, you know, your. Chrome, whatever you're using. I mean, it has to be something that is staring you in the face. It's an accountability partner there on your desk, on your nightstands, wherever it is. Pull it out at Starbucks. It has to be there. It has to be a powerful reminder that you have set a goal, and the Freedom Journal will guide you in the accomplishment of that goal in 100 days. And just kind of a final note about the Freedom Journal and, and why I'm so excited about this is because we're really looking to take this from success to significance It's not just about another revenue stream for EO Fire. In fact, we partnered up with Pencils of Promise, which is an incredible charity that builds schools in developing countries. So proceeds from this Kickstarter campaign are going to be going directly to Pencils of Promise, which is going to be building schools in developing countries. So by supporting the Kickstarter campaign, and then even in the future, by purchasing the Freedom Journal books, you are not only going to be giving yourself the gift of setting and accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days, but you're going to be giving the gift of education to those less fortunate. So we're really looking to make this something special on every single level, and we're really excited about it.
0: Mm, win-win all around. I love I love projects like that. All right, John, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you.
1: Try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. Albert Einstein this changed everything for me when I realized that, hey, I've actually spent these six years of failure trying to become a success. Why not flip things on its head and become a person of value? That's when everything changed. That's when I launched Entrepreneur on Fire. And it's been a good journey ever since.
0: It's been a guiding light for yes. you because I've known you for a while. And when you started saying that, everything made sense. Right. And and you, like you said, like everything started to take off from there. And that's where you come from whenever you're thinking about, what do I want to do next? How do I want to provide value? How do I want to contribute to the world? It's not about, how do I be more successful? How do I make more money? How do I become more famous? It's always about, how do I help more people? So true. so true. All right.
1: John, tell us how we can connect with you. So all the magic happens at eofire.com. That's where we have some free courses and gifts and giveaways. But again, a strong call to action would be to visit thefreedomjournal.com. Check out our Kickstarter campaign. We have some killer bonuses, some killer rewards, some really value stacking on there. You're not just going to get the Freedom Journal physical copy. You're going to get a lot of awesomeness as well. Um, and that would be something that I would love people to check out.
0: Awesome. And those listening, you can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com, or you can use the shortened URL, which is womentl.com. John, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule to share your wisdom with us. We are all better for having met you.
1: Jody, you're a rock star.
0: Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Were you inspired to take some action today, but maybe don't know where to start? Or maybe you have so many great ideas, you can't decide where to focus your attention. Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world.